Welcome to another episode of the Recruitment Mentors Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz and this is the show where I deconstruct how some of the most successful recruiters and recruitment entrepreneurs have remained at the top of their game by uncovering their daily habits, their mindset, their approach to leadership and much, much more. In this episode, I was joined by Patrick Waits, who is one of the co-founders of Coltec. He's been in recruitment for coming up to 11 years. We spoke about how he didn't do a deal for eight months, how he's boxed with Tyson Fury, and how over the last three years, he's grown his company to 15, 16 people strong. They're doing 7.5 million in revenue, and they have huge plans to take over in the US, and specifically Austin. I hope you enjoy the episode. So, Pat, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Just to set the scene, we're in a place called Dream Factory. It's um, a really cool place. It is really nice. I was just actually surprised when I come downstairs. <laughs> no, I'm glad, I'm glad. Yeah. Hopefully this can become part of the experience, but haven't done a face-to-face podcast for a while, so might be a bit rusty. That is my first time as well. We'll, we'll help each other. Let's have um, some fun, mate. So I guess where I always like to start on this podcast is just to ask a million pound question, and I'm sure a question that you've thought a lot about when hiring for your own recruitment business, but I guess I'd love to find out from you what what you sort of deem the characteristics and traits that make up like a highly successful recruitment consultant in today's market? It's, it's a really interesting question because there's so many facets or different things that mm. work. So diff- different people have different like, ways of working that are better for them than, than someone else. Uh, however, like the be all and end all is just you've got to be like, a, driven, mm. a driven person who's got like, just a target that they want to hit with financially, uh, within their own life, career. Like progression, have someone who's always looking forward. Yeah. Um, so you've always got, yeah, you've always, you've got to be driven and have uh, have something that you're aiming for. I think. And then in today's market, I think the the ways of working are changing slightly uh, from maybe a more traditional or um, old school approach of you know, you know, phone always works obviously and phone bashing and things. But it's much more about being able to build a solution for mm. a client than offering transactional recruitment. Sure. Um, I think that the days of uh, you know, bums on seats or giving people a CV and, and you know, sending CVs to clients and hoping for the best. They're going to be, they're dying out now anyway, I believe. Um, and I think within the next three or four years, um, you'll see a complete change in all businesses. Like, mm. I mean, we've gone on that journey ourselves um, of being much more of a, a staffing solutions partner rather than, uh, you know, a transactional, transactional, yeah. transactional consultant. So I think, yeah, in the, the modern market, having the ability to be able to work with a client and talk to them about solutions rather than people, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, for sure. That's really important. And just to be on end all, you've got to be driven. Did you always have that drive, do you think, yourself? Yeah, I think, uh, like, historically, I've always wanted to be, do better at what I'm doing. Or, yeah. you know, always wanted to, always looking forward, basically. So whether it be, like, with the boxing when I was younger, mm. um, having the target, I want to get on the England squad or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. or I want to box for England, or I want to win this title. And that was very much obviously an individual, obviously a part of a club or a team, but it's an individual drive that you've yeah, got yeah, to be able yeah. to, to do that yourself. In recruitment, I've always, uh, yeah, always had ambition to do more than what I have been. So yeah, I'd say I'm, I'm quite a driven person, yeah. Where, where do you think that came from though? Because I'm, I'm sure that that's what you're looking for in other people. Yeah. But do you think, is, was it, did your parents play a part in that yeah. as you growing up or? Yeah, so my, my, my mum massively. Um, my dad as well, obviously, mm. but um, my mum's always worked really, really hard. Um, I think she had me when she was like 18, so really? she was a young mum. Yeah. Um, and she's ended up doing pretty well from, you know, 
child blocking no footage to like to being where we are now is you know is she's she's had that drive herself so yeah, i've seen yeah. that and it's just everyone in my family my uncles my aunts like i've all like yeah. my cousins have all um you know we've all done pretty well um in their chosen areas um and it's just shown that hard work yeah, yeah. gets you somewhere because uh yeah, didn't obviously have like the greatest starts or like there weren't like a leg up. Yeah, 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 for sure. So um, having that uh, around you mm. and just the, the people you surround yourself with as well, I suppose. Like, all of my mates have done pretty well for themselves mm. because it's the, the, you, you become like the people that you hang around with. Mm. Uh, like you have the ambition that they have or if mm. you see people doing well, you want to do it. So um, I think you've got, you, it's like, it's in you anyway, a little bit, but you can get brought out by surrounding yourself with the right people, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious because I think I'm sure sometimes you've had those people that you've led or managed where you just want to like shake them and like yeah. give them that drive. Yeah. And I'm just curious like where you're, where you just think like yeah. I'm just curious where you, where you think that can come from. And it seems like you said you've spoken around your friends, family, growing up. But yeah, because I'm sure you have people and I've have had people in your teams where you, you're just like I just wish they had a bit more drive. Everyone does. Like, it's just <laughs> like everyone's had it. You can get it in all walks of life, not just in work. Right? Yeah. You look at people and be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Like, you, you don't see the opportunity you've got here, or like, yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you can do that. So, some people, like, as I say, it's just it's, it's it's in you, but it can be brought out by the environment that you put yourself in. Mm. That's what we try to build at Coltec is that environment where everyone wants to push forward. Push forward. Yeah. So, so loads of things that we can go into here. So, I think where where I really want to focus is Coltec and that journey. But before we do. I'd, I'd love to just, I guess, just hear a bit. There's always typically a story as to how someone got, someone got into recruitment. As you mentioned, you was really into your boxing yeah. before. So I guess, tell us a bit about, one, how you got into recruitment, and then two, how you feel like the boxing side of things maybe gave you that competitive edge or gave you those traits or things that you've been working on in a sports environment and, and then in a yeah. commercial professional environment? So how I got into recruitment, I was sort of floating around jobs really. really? I didn't really have anything particular I was doing. And then I bumped into my mate, Martin Badu, shout out, Badizi. Um, <laughs> and he said, oh yeah, like, I've got, started working at this company, Synergy, um, and they're looking for people, like, do you, wanna, do you want a job? I was like, yeah, I need one, so yeah, why not? So um, yeah, I went, went for the interview, bumbled my way through, yeah. got in, and then, um, yeah, just, it was more of like, just I needed a job, really. Really? Like, yeah, they weren't like, oh yeah, I love, I love the idea of recruitment. Mm. It was just like, it sounded like something I could do, like talking to people, Quite a social job, sales, you know, that's the sort of area that I wanted to get into. Mm. And it just happened, yeah, my mate was working at a company that was looking for people and that's how I got, got into it. And then, uh, yeah, that was I think 11 years ago now. Yeah. With this, yeah. It's my 11th year in recruitment, so yeah. And then it's just I mean, that's one of the greatest things about recruitment, right? Could yeah, it's just low like, barrier of entry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> if you want a job, well, so you can probably get pro, one. There's pros, and cons, <laughs> there's pros and cons to that, but I think, yeah. like, yeah, what you've then been able to, to build for yourself. Yeah, so, it's, so with that, it is very much like, if you want it, you can go and get it. Mm. Like, more so than a lot of other industries, lot of sectors, industries yeah. or careers or jobs. Like, if you actually want something and you set a target, like I said, if you've got that drive and you're, you're, you're in an environment that brings it out of you mm. or um, gives you a pathway to get to where you want to get, then you do, you know, the sky's the limit. Yeah. So it's done all right. Like, I've done reasonably, like, I'm happy with my career so far and I'm really excited about where it's going. Um, with regards to, like, the boxing, I suppose it, what that has been really good for me, or, and, and anyone who's done sports, right, yeah. or, or done some sort of, um, a, a, not even sport, but something where they've had to dedicate themselves to, to get, mm. to uh, earn something or to achieve, yeah. it proves that you can do something if you put your mind to it. Mm. So you get that self-belief. 
So when I started at East Synergy, I, I didn't do a deal for the first 13 months. God, really? Yeah, I don't know how I got 13 I, months? Yeah, I don't know how I kept my job. <laughs> I think they just didn't want to lose people, and I was quite fun to have around 13 here. months? Yeah, I was really shit. Oh, wow. Um, but I was doing all of that, so I don't know, it was, yeah, I just couldn't get my head around it. I was mm. on, the, like, on the phone a lot. Yeah, I think I, I must still hold the record. No, sorry, that's a lie. Right, it weren't 30 months. It took me 30 months to get from trainee to consultant. Right. That's, that's definitely still the record. It was eight months. Got you, got you. And to the, get your first like, promotion. To get my first deal um, yeah. was eight months. Right. And that was, it turns out, ironically, I've done a resource deal for my now, for Matt, who's my business partner. Right. And it was for a tester who then left two weeks in. So, um, yeah, we always Classic. talk about that. Um, so so just, just quickly, I know, because that's quite a common thing, isn't it? Like a proper classic thing that people would look for is, yeah, they come from a sports background and these things. Then as you said, I think it's that self-confidence that they put their mind to something, they haven't given up, competitive environment, all these things. I have to ask you, like, I watched that video of you, Baron Tyson Fury. Yeah. He just looked humongous compared yeah. to you. So I'm not like a small bloke. I'm like six one. <laughs> It's funny when he, I look like a child next to him. Yeah, like, I guess all I was just curious. I was just curious because I like I um I love his journey and I'm I'm big into boxing myself and all of that. And I guess from what you sort of your experiences with him, are you surprised what he's gone on to do? Because that was no. like seven eight years ago. No, like, so yeah, it's that was good to hear that from you. Yeah, so that was uh, funny like, how that happened. We just yeah, I got invited. One of my mates is mates of him. Okay, uh, and then uh, he invited us to go into the gym, and then we were just there training whilst he was there. And it wasn't really a spy, he was just sort of just holding his yeah, hands yeah, up yeah, like, yeah. just walks around that like, loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like, in, in terms of what he's gone on to do, so that's two answers to that question. Do, did I always think that he'd be like heavyweight yeah. champion? And, yeah, like 100%. Right? Really? There's no doubt in my mind that I've said that from forever. And I think anyone in boxing who's ever seen him said that he's got that, that the attributes to be able to go on and do that. That was actually with the spa. Just figured it was six months before he fought Klitschko and won the title. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That's so nuts. Um, yeah, I'll take a little uh, bit of credit for that. Uh, <laughs> for prep. Um, but no, see, uh, you, like, in terms of that, his like the skills, attributes, everything yeah. about him, you always knew that he'd go on and, and do that. Yeah. In terms of what he's gone on to do from winning, falling down, yeah, yeah, all the addiction issues, uh, like mental health issues, and so on, and then risen to the where he is now and being like. Uh, and like someone that everyone can sort of look up to. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't. What he's done is just incredible, and it does show that. that I say, if you do have a drive or an ambition or something, and no matter what position you're in, yeah, yeah, you can achieve it. Mm. Um, and he's just, yeah, to me, he's just amazing. Like what he's got, what he's gone on to do is just. Um, yeah, it's been. It's a, it's a great, like, like you said, fall down and rise up story. Yeah, and it's it, everyone can point to that and go, he was in the position that I was, yeah, and I, look at him now sort of thing. Yeah, right? he's, the, he's top of the world, he's like, and, and um, yeah, just hats off to him, like, he's just like, a great man, like, what he's done, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. So, I have to, I have to ask you then, because this has come up a few times, right, why, why didn't you quit then, if it took you that long to do your first deal? Because I needed a job. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't you so quit? If I quit, surely, it, no like... one's going to hire me. <laughs> Uh, those the only, I think those are the only people that would have me. So what, 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 can, what can you get your head around? What can you like? No, so people was, can relate to this. No, it was. It was like coming right. And this is to say like 10, 11 years ago. Yeah. Come in right. Get X amount of managers names a day. Do yeah, this yeah, amount yeah, of time yeah. on the phone. Get these leads. So I was like doing that. Mm. But I didn't know what I had to do with that right. information. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm getting all these managers. Well, I didn't know yet to then ring them up and pitch them. Like, <laughs> well, I did know that, but it's just I don't know for some reason it didn't click. Didn't click. Yeah. yeah. And then. So I'd done that deal, then that fell out in two weeks, so yeah. Um, and then uh, 
But then it took me a little while. I started working again with a guy called Gus, who really helped me. Yeah. Um, he owns a company called Technova now. He's done amazingly well, but he really helped me like, just resourcing with him and that stuff. Done a couple of deals. And then it weren't until the owner of uh, East Energy Siri took me under his wing and really sort of helped me. Mm. Spent some time with me, mentored me, like, showed me, like, helped me out. Mm. Got, got me into a couple of accounts and showed me how to, how to build them. Um, that I then went from not doing any deals to, to bidding really, really well and then becoming a the top biller within like 18 months of that, so. So people listening then that might be going through that right now in terms of they're doing the right things, they're putting in volume of activity, they've got the work ethic, like what would you There's got to be a breakdown them? somewhere. That's the, yeah. like, so if you're doing all these things, like the volume of work, right, you're adding managers, you're yeah, getting needed, there's the got to be something that for whatever reason isn't clicking. Yeah. You've got to try and have and as I say, I was lucky enough that I had Siri take me under his under mm. his wing, and helped bring out the what I, the the, 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 the missing I had. Yeah, yeah. yeah help help bring that out of me. So you have to be working with someone who can help you do that. Um, that's really really important for me in our business is to help everyone sort of develop. Did you, did you proactively ask for help, or because I think that sometimes people miss that. Like yeah, I've, it worked like a little bit, but I think he just saw it. Like mm. just sort of come in and. Uh, yeah, just to help me. Like, yeah, I, I, I owe everything to him, really, like, in, in, from, from what, we've, what, what we've gone on to do. Because a lot of the stuff that he taught me is now how I still yeah. work now and uh, how, we're, how we're bringing people through. But yeah, it weren't that, it, you need to ask for help. Yeah. I don't know if I necessarily, I can't really remember if I necessarily was like, help me. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there was like, obviously a conversation like, mm. what, what, what the F are you doing? Like, mm. um, what are you doing differently to me? What am I missing? Yeah, and then, um, yeah, all of a sudden you just went bang and then we went from, you know, Zero billions to like eighteen grand a week GP and you know in, in, in quite so a I guess what what people would want to know just on this and then we'll we'll go into Coltech like what would you say day to day you're doing like really differently compared to when you obviously got to the you was at the top of the leaderboard top villa like just working smarter that yeah. just yeah like I don't know I can't even really say it just one day all of a sudden it just changed um, <laughs> I think. Uh, Getting into a pretty decent account helped. Mm. Having more of a focus, looking at something. So what we did, we, there was at the time the government was going through like, like loads of digital transformation, yeah. um, and we found an area that would we could sort of hone in on, okay. and a way of working that maybe some others didn't. So we, we started working with like systems integrators or larger consultancies to build teams for them on their government projects okay. um, and then we sort of got into one then we got into another and then yeah, to yeah. another and then to another then we was working directly with the government as well so then we could use that as a uh, as a case study yeah, so yeah. i think what what the only thing that really happened differently is i managed to we managed to get into an account and then use that experience to go around and pitch other people yeah, yeah, yeah. and sell that same solution and again this was like solution selling back like eight years ago mm. seven years ago like when it weren't really as much of a thing. It was more transactional, mm. and we was going in and pitching, building teams, like you know, digital transformation, helping, yeah, yeah, helping, yeah. Uh, helping deliver outcomes rather than deliver people. So people, yeah. Then that's once we sort of changed. Once I sort of changed tack into that, not just me, everyone around, everyone, yeah, yeah. everyone in these synergies just went boom, 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 mm. like, and then like ten k a week GP become like that's the standard mm. that you got to meet. And then again, that was then you're in an environment mm. where everyone's doing. These numbers, mm. so you you feel shit if you're not, mm. not that you are, but like you, you feel like well I've got to get there, yeah, so then yeah, that yeah. drives you on, and then everyone's 
like if you're in a, like, a highly successful environment, then everyone drives each other on, and sure. that's probably what changed from having like one or two people leading the way to then having like five, six, seven, eight people all putting in like, decent numbers yeah. every month, and then obviously we was having a good time with it as well. What do you think sort of recruitment's given you that maybe you least expected then? Like you fell into it, you needed a job. What has the career and what has so far has it given you that you least expected, do you think? This podcast is proudly partnered with Vincherry, the recruitment operating system. For those of you that haven't seen, where have you been if you haven't seen this news already? But I just wanted to, to jump on and just say a huge congratulations to Vincherry, who recently joined forces with the Access Group, partners with a heavyweight who share their vision of providing a single operating system for the front, middle, and back office for growing recruitment firms across the world. So what does that mean? Vincherry have the same people, the same vision, just way more firepower and resources to make Vincherry even better. So if you have not checked out Vinny already, please go and do so. Use the link in the show notes. You will not be disappointed. And of course, because you're going to be going through the podcast, you'll be looked after and you'll get your exclusive savings. Check it out. And again, huge congratulations to Vincherry. It's definitely, obviously, like, financial rewards have been good, obviously, but that's obviously what you expect because that's yeah. what you put in. I think in terms of growing up as a person, really? um, obviously, it's, I've been in it for, like, 10 years now, as I say, so the 23-year-old guy that started... Yeah, yeah I was 23 when I started. <laughs> I always forget, hold on. I keep thinking, I'll, I'll keep thinking I'm 30, but I'm not. <laughs> uh, I said that, anyway, that's a different so story. So, who you are is completely different. The person I am is completely different, yeah. but um, just having... Now, obviously, we, we own a company, mm. it's more... It's, turned me into a business person rather than a sales person, if that makes sense. Mm. So um, that's something that I probably didn't expect. I never expected to be where I am now anyway. But yeah, it's, it's definitely, I've definitely changed completely as a person, as you would do over growing up as a, yeah, yeah. in 10 years, but definitely a much better person now than when I started. So I guess final thing on like the early days then, like what, what advice would you give to Pat starting out in recruitment, would you say? Like looking back now with hindsight, with everything that you know now, what would you maybe go back and say to Pat, do you think, as he kicked off his career? Oh, that, you know what? Try and do a deal. Um, <laughs> in, quickly. In, yeah, quickly, <laughs> right? Uh, pull your finger out in that one. Um, but I don't know if I'd change much. Okay. Um, like, genuinely, I, obviously, going through that hard spell mm. at the beginning helped me know that it's not always going to be good. Yeah, yeah. So when times get shit, mm. I know that I've been there before. So, yeah. like, you, you've been there, so I know I can handle that. Yeah. So that, that was good grounding, really. Yeah, I suppose no, I wouldn't really change it. Probably, yeah, just say, like, mate, when you're getting all this information, try and pitch it. <laughs> um, do that. But, yeah, I think um, that's pretty much it. Like, look, just keep working, stay focused, keep working hard. Mm. Um, I've obviously done some really stupid stuff. Mm. I'd probably say, right, mate, try not to do that. Um, <laughs> but overall, all of that has got me to where I am now, yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't change too much, to be fair. Let's talk about Coltec. So, obviously, it's um, from what I saw, you've been going for three years now, right? Yeah, it's third birthday on the 4th of Feb. Wow, that's mega. Yeah. Three years. Yeah. So I guess, like, the first, where I always like to start is just, like, when most people start their own recruitment business, they will typically lead with, we want to do it differently, like, I'm going to take everything that I've learned and this is, I'm only going to do the things that I really like, blah, blah, blah. I guess, what was your and your business partner's approach or mindset towards how you're going to do things differently, do you think? As you know, it's super competitive, loads of recruitment companies out there. What, what was your initial mindset towards doing things differently, do you think? I think like what, what I touched on earlier, like the transactional model mm. is something that we 
wasn't really focused on from day one. Mm. It was all around pieces of work, bundles, uh, projects, delivering teams mm. to our clients. So it wasn't, we, we, we wouldn't ever really go after ones and twos. Mm. It was more about becoming proper partners with our clients and, and helping them on a journey. And as I touched on with the synergy delivering an outcome, yeah. um, we was a lot, a lot more focused on that. Because obviously after synergy, we're doing all that. I then went to Rock, which was a lot more transactional yeah, yeah. stuff. So I wanted to move away from that. And that's when we set the business up. That was the idea to yeah, yeah. change the way in which we engage with clients and how clients engage with uh, agencies. So, so look, I'm going to unpack this then, but really, really quickly, just for uh, reference for everyone. So like where, as a business, where you are today, like how many people do you have in the, the company currently? 15. 15? Yeah. Well, yeah. no, so it's a lie. So, well, it'd be 16 as of Monday. 16 hours a Monday? Yeah. Okay, cool. And then third, third year, what, what did you end up doing revenue-wise? Do you know? It was like 7.5 million okay. uh, last year, I believe. In and around so that. So let's work back from this. So I'm really keen. So one of the things I did before Christmas was just shared sort of some key insights that I've taken from last year's conversations. And one of them was this solutions piece. And I think like the modern day recruiter, the, the, the recruiters that... Um, are going to future-proof themselves, are going to be people that are thinking about solving real problems for their, for their clients, right? So let's unpack this. What, how, would you, how would you just really clearly articulate the difference between a recruiter that does one, two, three deals with a, a client every quarter, every other quarter, to what you're talking about, solutions, outcomes? How, what would you say is the, the main difference, do you think? In terms of how to go about it or in terms of... We'll go into business. how to go about it, but how would you just first like just say this is the main difference compared to transactional The main difference is, like, yeah, you're actually a partner. Like You're working with a client, you know where they're going as a business, you're integrated into their into what they want, yeah. looking at their goals and objectives. So, right, you've got, so you've got a project coming up and you're building, I don't know, you're building a new application for your business where someone can sign in and yeah, apply yeah. for a job on your website. So you need to build a whole new uh, system for that. Mm-hmm. So having those conversations rather than, all right, mate, so you want a front-end developer, okay. okay so yeah, right, yeah. What, what is this actually gonna do? What is the impact on the business if it doesn't happen? And how can we help you get there? Yeah. And then, it, so it might be that, right, you want to build a, a, a permanent function yeah. in your business, but you know the market at the moment is as it is and it's really, really difficult. Mm. That's going to impact your delivery of this piece of work, which if you're a startup or a scale-up business, you've got investors, they're not going to give you the money yeah, that yeah, you need yeah, to yeah. get to to do the next part. So that's going, to, that's going to impact you there. So let's put in a contract team and then let them, then he's going into, go, take them in-house once, like, as and when you want. Sure, sure. So then you're selling something completely different then going, okay, well, you're going to need five front-end developers. Let me go see if I can go and get them for you. So what's the first step then? That, that's what I mean. So people listen to this, then they go, you know what, I want to get to where Pat is. I want to be someone that's deemed as selling solutions. I want to be having those conversations. But if right now I'm a transactional recruiter, but I want to get there, what's the first step? Like, How can people go about having those conversations with their the clients and customers? Yeah, just got that. The first step is to just go and have that conversation. Okay. To speak to them, right, what, what is going on with your business? Obviously, you've got to find out where these projects are going, where's happening. There's mm-hmm. nothing's changed around that. You've got to go out and get the information, however you go, however you get it. But then go and speak to people. Look, I've, I've seen that you've recently received funding and you're going to be building this team, blah, blah, blah. What, yeah. how can, let, let me talk to you about how we can help you do that. Mm. So it's literally about get, understanding that you're not just there to give them a person. Yeah. It's there to solve the problem that they've got and having that conversation with clients. So it is all just about, you say how'd you go about it, it is about just going to do it. 
Yeah, and just being willing to have those conversations. Yeah, just changing the tact slightly. Mm. That's it. So right now then, as Coltec, do you have like a suite of products then? Yeah, it- so we've got um, so different solutions that we offer, like three different ways of doing contract teams uh, and a couple of different... Uh, Is it all contract that you do? or? Uh, so historically, yes, we've done a lot. We're starting to do a lot more perm, but um, yeah, we're we're, we're a contract-driven business. Mm. Um, and then there's perm solutions in terms of like, a lot of people doing the same types of things, like the bundles, yeah, or, like, yeah, in-house yeah. outsourced. T- t- so what, what are these solutions called? Then that'd be good for because people can get sort of ideas from this. Or like, what are the three different solutions called? Uh, for contract, we've got uh, like rapid response teams where that is delivering teams and then them going perm later on, yeah. like getting the team in quickly. So rapid response teams. Yeah, remote project teams, uh, and then you just your project delivery, like statement of work stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then for perm, you've got like talent as a service uh, bundles and uh, what's bun- bundles? Bundles. So like, like you need five people, and then we'll just offer a different way of right. Yeah, so you're not just going to pay per person. That's just, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah, it's paying as a group. So most of the, the differences are really around the commercials and how you how they the people get delivered and the time spans and, and how we go about doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then with that, obviously, you get clients get different add on. Like we use our tech stacks and the video interviewing platforms. Yeah, Audro, yeah. uh, we've got Vincere. Yeah. Uh, uh, shout out to Vincere. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, using those uh, like the live list and everything on that. So yeah, it's. We've, we've built a tech a way of working or systems that we use that enhance our ability to find people, enhance the customer experience for our, with our clients, mm. so it makes it easier for them to make decisions. And then obviously with that, we wrap it around with the products that you know we're actually delivering outcomes to what we do. Mm. So a lot of the stuff that we do is actually like fixed price, we will do this or like, it's sort of like a consultancy. If we don't deliver, we don't, if we don't get signed off, then we don't get paid. We don't paid, yeah. yeah. So it all sounds great, but there must have been some challenges and some bumps yeah. on the way, mate. No, yeah, it's not what's, been plain sailing what, at all. What's been some of the, the biggest challenges, and then we'll, we'll, well, I want to talk about America. The delivering that actual as a consultancy and building that piece out wasn't... Uh, well, just a lot of just like a lot of failures along the way, or a lot of not doing that yeah, the right like, way. Yeah, well, so, so we've been running three years, right? Yeah. In that time, uh, Brexit, yeah. IR35 yeah. was on, then yeah. off, then on. Um, Covid. Yeah, well, that's the you know that that's that two general elections. Covid. <laughs> uh, there's a plague of lotus. I think at some point coming in. So I mean, it's like literally like what what more could happen to us? Yeah. yeah. Um, and as a small business or a startup business, having all these different things affect um, affect you. Like I was just saying, I thirty five. We lost a load of contractors there. Like lots. Like two big projects gone. Covid. Uh, lost loads of work because of that. Um, mm. We had. Uh, you know, we had a couple of different of these like talent as a service things with businesses. Yeah. And now we're not hiring anymore. Done, shut down. Oh, yeah. So we've scaled up, gone back down. So that's been hard. What was your lowest moment, do you think? The, yeah, getting a phone call. One after, like, one, well, we had like 20 people working at a, a client. Yeah, they're all gone. Really? Uh, and then the next, literally, put the phone down. The next phone call was another project where we had like six or seven, but was due to get a lot more. More, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that, that project's can now. Boom. So, yeah, within like two phone calls, losing like pretty much your whole contract book. That was a really hard day. Um, <laughs> How do you manage that? How do you like, cause you must be thinking, what the fuck am I gonna, what are we gonna yeah, do now? I don't, you've got payroll so, to make, you've got- Yeah, so it's really strange with that. I've never yeah. ever worried about that. Really? Never. Like, I've always got confidence mm. in myself and especially Matt, like he's just an absolute beast. Like I don't know, it's, mm. it's the best recruit I've ever seen. So I've always got confidence that we could do it. Like, there's never ever been one day where I thought, oh, I don't know if this is going yeah. to this is going to work. Yeah, but it's not you and Matt anymore, is it? There's other human beings that you're responsible. At for. At the time, it was just me and him. Oh, okay, cool. Now, obviously, yeah. Like again, but I don't have, I don't worry ever. Really? Because I've got super confidence in all my team. 
that I just did, yeah, like, as I say, I didn't do a deal for 13 months, like, for eight <laughs> months before. So um, I've seen hard times. Like, yeah, I've, yeah. I've lost my contract book four or five times during my career. That, I've, that it's gone mm. from being a lot down to bottom. So I've seen it happen. Like, it's not always been great for me. Like, so I think those hard times have kept me like, you can never ever get too like, hyped on your own shit yeah. when you're doing well or two down, just ground, you you've got to just grounded. try and stay like, right, let's just keep going. Because there's always like, that, like, you're always trying to get, get somewhere. Mm. So before we talk about America, like in your, in your view, what contract recruiters listen to this, like what, what do they need to master? What do they need to get really good at that you think? So the, the, Offering a client a solution. That that, it's just it, like, they the, have to learn how to... Offer a client an actual solution that is gonna... Um, Why is that so benefit? crucial then? Because... Because that's the value add that mm. we have. Yeah. That, and if you don't position yourself that way, the transactional side of equipment, in my mind, in my opinion, yeah. is dying. Yeah. And that it goes through cycles. So those people that are just going to be ring up, that, that will always work. You'll always make some yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. But if you want to develop and grow and, and do really well, you've got to learn how to actually offer a client a, a solution to their issues. Mm. Where the, where's the problem? How, what outcome are you getting to? All right, cool, let's build a team to help you do that. Yeah. It's all about that. that that's, that's my opinion anyway. What well, do you think the, the skills that surround that though, that maybe people need to work on or are going to have to improve to It's all about better? having business conversations yeah. with the right people, mm. targeting the right type of people and having business conversations, not people conversations, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Yeah. So that, that, that's where I, I, I think more consultative approach. Mm. The, you know, bringing up, specking CVs and fields will always work to an extent. Yeah. Um, but you want to, for me, it's much more important or, or much better way of working to have five clients where you've got building teams for them and projects mm. than having 100 clients where you've got one person. Because just, it just makes more business sense for you. Like it makes more sense yeah, yeah, to do it that way. When, um, when did America come on the agenda? That's then? another. Uh, when did that start? Uh, that journey? Yeah, that's another up and down. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about it. What, so when we, did it? When did you start thinking? About two months went, into setting up. Really. We was like. We started doing all right in England, and Matt was doing really well. And I was like, well, look, we want to eventually go to America, so let's just do it now. Okay. And um, Matt listened, like, just said, if you want to do it, do it. So I said, mm. all right, cool, I'm gonna, we'll, mm. we'll do it. So I started working the hours on my own. But then it was coming what, what were the hours? What would you do? I'd do like 12 till 10 at first. Yeah. And then my partner got, my missus got pregnant. Yeah. So it wasn't really like, that wasn't working. It wouldn't really work. That I, that she was heavily pregnant and me yeah. working all night and so on and so forth. So, yeah, yeah, of course. And we'd, like, we'd move back to my mum's and we started the business because obviously we needed money. So yeah. I rented my house out, moved back to my parents. So it's just a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then that we put it, <laughs> parked it, yeah. carried on building the UK stuff. And then it, about, I think August last year, it was like, right, cool, let's, Let's do this properly. Let's give it a real crap. Let's give it a go. We'd set up an infrastructure now because obviously we tried. To, I tried to run before I could walk, really, with okay. the American stuff originally. But then as the business grew and we started hiring people, we had people in positions. It made more sense to then yeah. be able to do it. So we started that in August this year. Decided on Austin as the, as the location. Why did you decide on that? It's just a tech hub for like for the US. So many startups, a lot of good technology businesses. Mm. It just has become like one of the, the go-to places in America for technology. Okay. Uh, so we uh, we started on that, decided on there. So then, what was the strategy? What was like? How were you going to crack into this market? You know what? We went a different way about it. I was obviously a big, big fan of your podcast, <laughs> um, and I just thought, you know what? Let's do much more community-led approach. Mm. So, so what was the first step with that? I went round. I went on meetup.com. 
Okay. Found that we wanted to focus on a specific area, specific type of uh, technology. business, technology, that specific type of business. So it was like okay. fin fintech and insurtech. Okay. And on meetup.com and found all different meetup groups mm -hmm. or event groups that was uh, in the area, contacted the organizers, spoke to them about, you know, um, we come to Austin, we'd love to sponsor, co-organize, yeah, yeah. help you run some events. Well, was that the outreach? Was it, hey, this is what we do, we'd love to help or support in some way? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So look, we're, we're, we've come to Austin um, and we focus on in the, this sector. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, really, really keen to be part and, and embed ourselves within the, within the community. And um, How's that received? Know, really well. Really? Really well, yeah. So then managed to start co-organizing and sponsoring a few events which then uh, led to speaking on like within the, like, the forum on meetup.com and then people mm -hmm. saying, I would like to have this person or this person do a talk or helping organize round tables. I went out to Austin and done a panel mm. um, meet up there. Uh, then that developed into, I would like to hear from this person. So I then contacted them and said, people in my group would like to hear from you. So we started the podcast, yeah. uh, the Austin Tech Leaders. Um, and then from there, started building up a name mm. within the area, and then work. People just sort of just gravitated towards us, and were happy to work with us because they've seen the, what we're doing there. How did you do that in like an authentic way? This podcast is proudly partnered with the award-winning Sourcebreaker. Like always, I think the best way to hear about a product and how it's had a positive impact on. A recruitment business is by listening to the customers who've invested in the product. But before you hear a really great soundbite from Ben Broughton, who is the founder of Premise, who we've actually had on the podcast, there's a good chance right now if you're a recruitment business owner that you're hiring. Your clients have loads of jobs. You need more people to help deliver on these jobs. So you're probably thinking, one, how can I hire more people? And two, how can I get more people up to speed doing more deals quickly? Well, in this short soundbite, you're going to hear how investing in the right tech, having the right tools can absolutely impact your speed to competency and get likely your trainees that you're going to hire up to speed more quickly. So have a listen to Ben. And as always, if you like what you hear, go and check out Sourcebreaker. Use the link in the show notes. You will be stupid not to. And uh, you will get an exclusive deal and money off the product if you go through the Recruitment Mentors podcast. So go and check it out. Enjoy. Saucy B, Sourcebreaker, huge, huge fan. Oh, mate, love, love it. Absolutely love it. Adam and Steve down there, brilliant, brilliant product. I've been a massive champion and ambassador of it since it was a bloody spreadsheet, God knows how many years ago, to, to the incredible product that it is today. Sorty Bid is brilliant for, we were talking about that kind of growth and scale, bringing new consultants into your business, trainees, that product will help them be more effective quicker. We did, I did some crazy ROI stats in terms of bringing, bringing rookies to the business, getting them using Sourcebreaker, the Boolean tools, the MI chasing, all that kind of stuff. Absolute no-brainer for your business. Because it was authentic. Mm. Simply, that it, 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 yeah. it came across authentic because it was. I did, genuinely weren't asking for anything. Yeah. I weren't saying, oh, look, if we do this, do you want to, can you give us some work? Or, yeah, yeah. oh, by the way, I've got this CV here. No, it was, we're doing it because we actually genuinely want to be a part of this and mm. get, obviously, that the conversation was like, look, we're just going to get our name out there. That's just, yeah, you know, be on We know we want to get our name out there, but we also want to be part of like, yeah. learn more about the area, find out more about the people, what makes the companies tick, what, what, what's actually going on. Yeah. Um, Again, have those business conversations. Yeah. And then that was, it was authentic. It wasn't uh, disguised. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do that. So then, how, what about the commercials then? How did that end up playing out? Did people, because you weren't expecting anything, people actually said, you know what, Pat, 
what do you guys do? Can yeah. you help? Is that is that how it exactly played out? Exactly that. So we're talking, and then obviously through conversation. Yeah. Oh, we're you know we're growing and we're doing this. Oh, well, you know Tell we us can. More about that. You know I can help you with that, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Can you? Oh, brilliant. Well, let's have that comment, and then yeah, yeah. that's it, and then do a good job. And now we're working exclusively with as partners and doing all these deals with quite a few businesses out there now. So mm. it's, it's worked really really well, and the team go out and do that now. Really? So everyone that's working with us in America has now got their own sort of meet-up or community groups really? that they're running, yeah. So um, and that's, that, that's how we're going about it. So what, what would you, so people listen to this and that, wanna, that would love the opportunity to start something like that, what, what would your advice be to them, do you think? If they were like, you know what? Find something you actually care about. Okay. Like, so I, I actually am interested in that sector. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And it's really like, yeah, I'm quite into it. So find something that you're interested in mm. and actually don't do it if you're actually just doing it to get money at the yes. end of it, right? It's not, that's not the, it, it's weird. It, that is the goal. Yeah, but, don't, but if, if that's the only reason. If that's you're only doing it because you're going to try and, then don't, like, don't bother, just go back, try, try something else because it's going to come, yeah, it's going to come across and say they're going to spell your recruitment breath or whatever. <laughs> and um, they're not going to, it's not going to, it's not, it's not authentic. Mm. You have to be authentic about it. You have to actually do it. Like a lot of companies work in this way. A lot yeah. of companies don't because it doesn't suit what they want, how they want to go about it. So mm. don't do something just because you think it's, that's, I've heard they do that, so mm. that's a good idea. It's got to be what you actually believe in. Mm-hmm. What's been some of the key differences, do you think, that you picked up on so far on like doing the UK, Europe markets that you've done in the past to US? To the US. Any differences? It's fairly similar. Okay. Obviously, there's a lot more, it's a lot bigger place. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot more work. The margins are slightly bigger because the salaries are bigger. Yeah. So it's bigger margin because the fees are bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to treat it like it's lots of different countries, I think, that you've yeah, got like to have a focus. States, you're yeah, the focus, states, yeah, 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 you focus on the state because otherwise you could get lost in it. So yeah. it's helped me be a lot more focused on mm. what, what we're going after. They're a lot more receptive to, uh, like, to what, picking up the phone, to speaking. speaking because I think, yeah, well, there's like 40,000 recruitment agencies in England, yeah, and yeah. I think there's half of that in America when there's mm. like three times the size. People, yeah, yeah. yeah, so not more receptive and uh, yeah, it's, I, I think you've seen much more as... Profession. A, yeah, as, as a profession and a necessary, something that we need to help us yeah, as, a, yeah. like, as, a, as a plug into their businesses rather than, oh, this geezer's ringing me again. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you, because I asked you about this when we were just chatting and stuff, like how have you found hiring for your business? Because obviously these people work in American hours, right? Yeah. That's no joke for some people. Yeah. But how have you... Yeah, how, one, have you found it? And then two, I know we spoke about but how have you made sure like it's really clear what the sort of character is or what the goal is? Yeah, like, so, talk us a bit about that. Yeah, so everyone that's joined is obviously working Austin hours. So we do 2 p.m. till midnight. Um, 2 p.m. till midnight? Yeah, oh, wow. in the office, four days a week, and then Fridays you're at home. Okay. Um, you don't work Fridays if you do American hours because, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. To, so we all do that in the office, but as I say, it's, for an, it's a means to an end because mm. we are opening an office there. So there's a goal, right? So that's a goal. Everyone's going. For Everyone's it. going, and I like that's a promise. That's that's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you work in the USA team with us, and we hit this goal as a team, then we're all going. And I think that's really important because a lot of the time, and it's shown good results. Everyone's helping each other because they're all in. We're all in it together. Yeah. It's not like I oh, well done, Jess. Like you're like yeah, everyone. Yeah. Jess and Jack are, are competing against each other. Yeah, you yeah, are yeah. slightly, but it's all for a great good. We're all on the journey together, um, and it's. It's much more of a, we've got a highly motivated team because of that. So the strategy here then just to, I guess, build some really good momentum from the UK. Yeah. So then when you get over to Austin, like you've got a really good solid landing that yeah. you can then build on. So the plan with the America would be yeah, us five now. Yeah. 
Yeah, five. Yeah. yeah. Should know that. I'm sure <laughs> I'm right. um, but it's five, yeah, because we've got Harry starting on Monday. But yeah, we've got um, five of us. Um, we'll be the, the core team. Yeah. All working together now, learning a bit about it. Because it's very difficult. You couldn't just go, right, cool, we're going to go and start opening office out there. Yeah, yeah. And then pick it up. So you've got to like, sort of learn the ways of working, make sure that we can actually do it. Sure, sure. Get, uh, get that core team, pick them up, go over to Austin, yeah. and then from there we'll hire from uh, America, like within locally. Lo- locally and then build a team from there. But we've got the core from, mm. from us that have been working in the, in the UK office. So that's, that's the plan, hopefully. And then, yeah, well, when are you hoping to have that? Well, we'll be there this time next year. Really? Yeah, like, yeah there's no doubt in my mind. You can take your family over there? So this is the... Uh, <laughs> the what, are you currently what, trying to We're working out, no, 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 no. So um, we'll, we're going to go. Mm. Obviously, we've got, uh, we've got a young 18-month-year-old, isn't it? Yeah. So we're going to go. The plan is uh, me, my, my partner, and the baby will go out in, out there for a year, mm. at least, and then see how we get on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if we love it, we'll stay. If not, we'll come back, and then we'll, we'll open up another, and I'll get a different job. I'll open up a different office. <laughs> how, how have you found like the whole visa situation and stuff? Because I know we've started to go through that process. Is um, it, is it as difficult as sometimes people may think, or has it been pretty straightforward so far? Or we've, we've, we haven't had any issues. We've got a, like, a really good lawyer to help us with that. Mm. Um, obviously, it's taken slightly more time because of you know everything that's been going yeah, on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as long as you ain't uh, not done anything dodgy, uh, you, <laughs> should, should be you should be all right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we haven't had any issues with it yet, touch wood. But yeah, we, we, we're starting that process. I'm sure some stuff will come up uh, further down the line. Mm. As we come to the end then, what, what, what's top of mind this year then? Like, what are the main things that you and your business partner are really focusing on, making sure that you and the team are really keeping a close eye on and, and making sure you're performing in the key areas? Like, what's going to be really key to you guys getting over there? I think it's there? Uh, to get to America. Yeah. Or I, I suppose like, it's, we're not just all about America. We've obviously got the European and UK Sorry, yeah, stuff. Well, just, like, just as a business, but what's as top a, of mind? Yeah, so it's... To, con- to continue being selling these solutions and being known as a solution provider sure. rather than a, a recruitment business. Mm. So setting ourselves in that position rather than yeah, the transactional side, that's, that's really important to us. We want to double the business mm. in terms of everything, profit, revenue, headcount. We want to do that. Obviously getting out to America. We've started obviously a traditionally UK-based or UK clients. We've now started doing a lot of work in Europe. Like Matt's just done an amazing job with that. He's been yeah. running that. What, side any, of it. any particular part of Europe? Uh, Germany mainly, and continue to build that out. Mm. For me, I just want everyone in our business to progress, mm. move up, move up from where they are now to move up a level and start building teams. So that's that's really important to me. So there's a number of different things really. Being positioned, as I say, as the solution provider, but making sure that the business grows and with that people grow within it. Mm. Um, that's that's real, real, real thing. Passion, passion for me. Is okay. to develop the people. Come a long way since uh, not doing a deal in yeah. the first eight months. Yeah. You know Running what? Companies, different countries. It's mad. It's mad. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really strange like, to see like, in just three years. Mm. Been working obviously in recruitment for 10, like, 11 years. I think it'll be 11 years in July this year. Yeah. But um, journey we're talking about, the, the person I was at the beginning to I am now, mm. in the three years that I've been doing Coltech, mm. What you feel like you've grown up like? I've, yeah, like just I'm a different person from when I started the business. Um, in a good way. In a much, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Now I've become a shit person. <laughs> Everyone hates me now. No, um, yeah, I, I've grown up. Obviously, since we started Coltec, I've had a baby. Yeah. He's now 18 months old. Renovated the house, so we've changed that. I've like, mm. done a lot of work on that. Obviously, getting married. It's all been going on, mate. Yeah, we've had it. I've been busy, so <laughs> I had like a really healthy ginger beard. When it started. Now it's getting, <laughs> no, it's like, getting really good, getting grey around there. So, but no, I, no genuinely, it. it's been. Uh, 
fantastic. It's the best thing I've ever done. Um, and I'm, I'm just really, really happy that uh, the recruitment sector has enabled me to, mm. to be able to do this. Yeah, and yeah, and it's just, I'm just really, really proud of myself. Absolutely. <laughs> well, look, look, <laughs> fa fa final question from me is just like, pe the people that listen to this want to perform better, want to improve, want to achieve their goals. So I guess just final thing that maybe you want to share with people as to like, if they want to absolutely smash their goals this year, like as a recruiter, a high performing recruiter, what, what, what would you say to them that you think would really, what should they be thinking about? What should they be doing day in, day out that can really give them that chance of achieving their goals? I think the most like really, really, really important thing in that is like people say, I've got this, I want to achieve this, I want to do that, right? Know how you're going to do that. Mm. I want to get to X billions. I want to do this, I want to have a house or whatever. All right, cool, what do you need to do that? So mm. work backwards yeah. from the goal break it down into manageable parts. So yeah. that means every day you need to do this. Yeah. And have that there. Well, I need to, and then just don't have non-negotiables with yourself. I need to do that, it's that or yeah. I'm not leaving. Or I'm, I'm, and set, set yourself to break it down into two hour chunks. So every day you're hitting two hour sprints. That's how we work in the business, yeah. two hour sprints, right? You will need to do that. What's the inputs you need to do? So you know exactly what you've got to do. Yeah. And then it's a competition with yourself. So in, in ways so that you're going to hit your goals or smash them, as you say, like go through yeah. those things, is to know what they are and know how you're going to get there and then break it down and then hit, make sure... You need you, to show up every day and know what you need to do. Just have, Yeah, don't just turn up and be like, I'm here today, right, boom, sit down, make your cup of tea. Mm. Like, before you go home the night before, know what you're going to do the next day mm. and then come in and make sure you do it. And, th you know, that's, that's it. Mm. If you do that every day, you will improve. Mm. Like it's all about like, the like UK cycling or whatever, like 1% gain every day. Like yeah, if you marginal do so, gain. Yeah, marginal gains. Like you ain't got to make huge changes in your life. Mm. Just do something every day, show up and make sure you do, have a non-negotiable of yourself that you're going to do that. And then if you promise yourself you're going to do it, because I could sit there and go, come on, Hisham, what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm just going to get three CVs out or whatever. I'm going yeah, to yeah. speak to 10 clients today. Oh, mate, no. But that, it, there's no consequence to me. Like, all I'm going to do is shout at you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, that's, yeah, yeah. If you promise yourself that, then you feel like a bit disappointed. You've got to you yourself accountable. Yeah, when you look at yourself in the mirror, you've got to be like, oh, I didn't do what I said I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And have that accountability to yourself. Love and if that. you do that, you will achieve what you need to do. Mm. Well, Pat, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming on the pod. I'm excited to see where Cold Tech are, see, see you in Austin. Yeah, but you'll see, I'll have, a, I'll have a pure grey beard uh, by my <laughs> fourth, the company's fourth birthday. Um, but yeah, no, I really, like, genuinely really appreciate uh, having me on here. I think we spoke about me coming on when I first started the business like years and years yeah, ago. Well, so um, yeah, here I'm finally, yeah, I'm, fine, I'm glad to finally be here in the Dream Factory. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you very much for having me, man. Love it, mate. Really appreciate That's it. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Well done on making it to the very end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I've done my very best to try and level up this podcast that will hopefully mean that you can take even more learnings from these conversations and apply it to your own recruitment career. Like always, if there are any particular topics that you would love me to cover with future guests, then please get in touch with me. The best place to reach me is on LinkedIn. Send me a message. What would you love me to cover with future guests? If you have enjoyed the podcast, then it would be amazing if you could leave a honest review in your favorite podcast streaming platform. That will simply mean that we're able to reach more people with this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to subscribe completely free on your favorite podcast streaming platforms. And we'll be back next week with a new episode of the Recruitment Mentors Podcast.